Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Shmuel Bet, Perek Yud Gimel, Chapter 13. And in today's terrible chapter, we have a sexual crime, a rape, and a murder. Does that sound familiar? The story, in a very quick summary, is that we have one of David's sons, Amnon, who falls in love, infatuated, I should say, it's not really love, with his half-sister Tamar, and he ends up raping her. As revenge, Tamar's full brother, Abshalom, two years later, after holding his peace, murders his brother Amnon, and now the heir to the throne, Amnon, is dead, Tamar has been raped, and David knows all about this. I want to talk about biblical reciprocity, the notion of midah keneged midah, because this awful, um, horrific chapter seems the most painful, excruciating punishment for David. No wonder that when we read about David and we see, David he was terribly upset. Obviously, he's upset. He can't even speak about it. Now, in this story, David is at the focal point because it seems like Amnon doesn't have any access to Tamar. He's not allowed to see her. It seems like it, it talks about it. Amnon began to get sick with his infatuation for Tamar, his sister, Kibetulahi because she was a virgin. And what's it got to do with the fact that she's a virgin, that he's infatuated with her? Except that it would seem like that these, that the virgins in the palace, the, the young girls, when they weren't of marriageable age, would have been kept way out of sight. He couldn't do anything. And then one of his friends suggests, well, you know what, if you want to see her, maybe you can pretend you're sick. And um, you can get her to, you know, you can, you can, get her to come and make you some lunch and then you'll be able to see her. I assume his friend doesn't know that he wants to rape her. And the wild thing here is that who actually gives permission? The king comes to see him and he says, you're looking awful. And Amnon requests to see Tamar. And now, David el Tamar David sends Tamar to her rape. And this is, David's the one who gives the access. Likewise, in the second story, Shalom knows that David is maybe depressed from what has happened in the past. Maybe he's mourning his state of being after the um, Batsheva episode, after the Uriah episode, after what he knows of has gone on with Tamar. And it says two years later, Shalom was doing a big celebration when he was sheep shearing his sheep. And what does he do? He invites the king. He really wants to kill Shalom, But he says, um, and uh, why don't you come with all of the royal family? And David says, no, no, no. You know, when you want to refuse, what do you say? Oh, I don't want to give you so much uh, trouble. It's going to be a lot to cater for us. There are going to be a lot of security arrangements. And then Shalom says, well, can't you send Amnon? And with the rest of the, you know, can't Amnon come? Now, of course, the king, <laughs> how much can he refuse at this point? 
He's already refused and says he can't come. So he's not going to send up Shalom. And what does it say? He sends Amnon with all the princes. I guess he doesn't trust Absalom to be alone with Amnon. But once again, and notice, please, that the verb used here is the same verb which we saw in the previous parak. David is the one who has actually facilitated both the rape and the murder, obviously not caused it, obviously without any knowledge, but can we imagine anything worse than having this happen to your children? Not only that, but this is so integrally connected to the sin of uh, of, of Bathsheba and Uriah. The word shachav, which comes up six times in chapter 11, which is the scene with, with Bathsheba and Uriah, comes up again six times in our chapter. We have the notion of the house, of course, Bathsheba goes from her house to David's house, and Uriah will not go back to his house. And here also we have Vaishlach David El Tamar Habaita going from her house, her room, into Amnon's room. So we have all of that. And also in the Amnon story as well, if you remember, David's expressed orders to Yoav was Havu Chazaka, The word is Vinika. And then when he hears that he's dead, he says to the uh, emissary, Well, if we go to the Amnon story, he says to his servants, Strike Amnon, murder him. And he says, don't be afraid. And this game, this combination of Hika and Chazik. So I think there's no doubt from all of this that this terrible combination of travesties which happen in the David household is direct punishment for the, um, and what awful punishment, not to be David to be punished, but to be punished vicariously through his children. Two last points I'd like to say about this story. There are many, many parallels between this story and other stories in Tanakh. One is between the story of Amnon and Tamar and Dina and Shechem, where there's very similar language. In our chapter, in the Dina and Shechem story, and the same phrase, she tries to deflect this rapist. Tamar tries to say to him, you don't do this. Don't do this disgrace. And this same phrase was used in the Shechem story. And many, many other parallel, parallels, including Yaakov remaining silent and David remaining silent. But here, and, and, and I have to say that just like the Dina rape leads to a murder scene, so the Tamar rape leads Amnon to get murdered. But I think one of the most significant differences between the story is this, that when Shechem rapes Dina, which again is such a horrible act, he actually falls in love with her. And it says there in, in, in Perak Lama Dalad, it says that, here's the quote, um, Vatibak nafsho b'dina b'yakov ve'yehevatanara, 
he became attracted to her and he loved her. But again, I, I'm not saying anything, but our scene is so many, many stages worse, so much more ugly. Because what happens immediately after the rape scene is it says that instead of loving her, he hates her. Amnon hates her with a devastating hatred. His absolute disdain for her, his hatred of her, is even more of the powerful infatuation that he had for her. And Amnon says, Kumi lechi. She says, you know, this is even worse than you raping me. You're just throwing me out here onto the street. And he says, get out of here. In fact, in fact, what he says is he calls his Na'ar Mashorto, his assistant, and says, Shilkunait zot me alive. Throw her out. Throw this out. And lock the door behind her. Adding insult to injury. So we see how this is the most disgusting rape story we can ever imagine, where love or infatuation turns to hate and rejection really Amnon hates himself and that's what we have here one important point that has to be mentioned here is the act which precedes the rape and that is when Amnon tells everybody in the room and he says everybody leave the room and everybody left the room in other words privacy gives him that sexual opportunity and here I do have to mention the halacha of Yichud, which is such a sensible law, which tells us that we shouldn't be in privacy with, you know, alone with another person because that allows sexual opportunity. It's there to protect others. It's there to protect ourselves. And it seems to be a very, very sensible practice for all of us to adopt. So one last point. As you've read through, maybe you may have noticed certain parallels to the Yosef story. One of them in verse 18, that Tamar was wearing Ba'aleha Ketonet Pasim. She is wearing a Ketonet Pasim. She is also, how does the chapter begin? Ola Avshalom ben David Achot Yafa. Just like Yosef, who is Yafei Toar Yafei Mare. You might notice where he says to her, um, which reminds us of the story of Eshet Potiphar. Um, who says to Joseph and tries to seduce him and says, Shikva imi. And also that the murder of, 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 of uh, Amnon takes place by he lishnatayim yamin. And we remember the phrase, by he mikechnatayim yamin with Yosef. And maybe very simply, the whole notion of a hated brother, be it Joseph or be it Amnon, who goes to a trap amongst his brothers who are either sheep shearing or shepherding and it seems a very similar story what this story seems to be giving us with all of these parallels is reminding us one of the words in this story is the notion of brotherhood and this is such an undermining such a tearing of the notion of brotherhood brotherhood and sisterhood all the family relationships which should be ones of loyalty become um, corrupted and become relationships of violence and betrayal.